What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. My mind's playing tricks on me. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but nothing seems to give me sweet relief. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but every time it seems I lose my mind. My mind. Oh, I, it's self helpless with Kelsey Cook. Delaney Fisher and Taylor Tomlinson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And uh, this is this is the podcast. We're doing it. Here it is. That's oh. my impression of Delaney uh, yes. doing the intro. Uh, it's catching on. Real quick up top, we're just going to plug our socials. I'm at ttomcomedy.com, at ttomcomedy on Instagram until that damn One Direction fan uh, <laughs> lets me have my name. And at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter. Yay. How about you guys? I'm at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, and KelseyCook.com for tour dates. DelaneyFisher.com and at Delaney Fisher across the board. Boom. Yeah. And uh, you can go to our website also, selfhelplesspodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Email us at selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to give us advice, if you'd like us to give you advice, if you'd mm-hmm. like to say nice things, if you'd like to say mean things, and we'll just make <laughs> fun of you and release your email to the world. Yeah. <laughs> or book reviews or, or book, book uh, suggestions. suggestions. Yeah. Anything. We're so open to it. Uh, and please leave us a five star rating and review on itunes it helps so much facebook too you can leave reviews it's all helpful um and we love reading them like honestly we send them to each other in our group chat (laughs) yeah we're all about it i think we got a couple great ones this week so you guys have those pulled up right each of you has one to read yes sure do um so we got one from Josie. Uh, it's titled Self Helpful. She says, I just recently got out of a terrible job and into a better job. Not my dream job, but a wonderful environment. 
I really think the positive vibes from this podcast contributed to this. Also, I'm back to writing my novels and other artistic pursuits. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ugh. Oh my Josie. God, Josie, killing it! Thank you. Yeah, you that's sweet amazing. Little piece of pie. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> Josie, what a cute name. Oh my God, it's a great name. It is <laughs> Josie. Oh, How many Josie. Josies do you mean? And chinchilla. the Pussycats. Yeah. That's all the only Josie I know. Yeah, I had, I had a chinchilla named Josie. Oh, that's precious. That's really I wonder if this is your chinchilla <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> the ghost Did it run of away. My, no, she. But chinchillas live to be like like twelve years old. They live oh, for wow. a very very long time oh. for being a rodent. But yeah. she was adorable. She uh, she chewed through my holy Bible. So I was like, oh, you going to Josie. a bad place? <laughs> Josie the atheist chinchilla. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a new children's book we're working on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know why I had a Bible. I think I was whatever that like kids youth group that your parents oh, send you yeah. to for a while. Sure. I had that. I think I picked up a Bible it's, there. It's when I was church. In that it's first free babysitting. Grade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my chinchilla just was like, "That's breakfast." She yeah. ate right through it. <laughs> so well, yes. they're so colorful. It was probably like illustrated, <laughs> and she's like, "Noah's Ark." <laughs> the words of the Lord are delicious. Yum. That's uh, so cool. Just knowing that we're helping somebody. Uh, yeah. If anything, yeah. it's just nice. That's a really cool thing. Nice. Thanks for writing that. Yeah, really that's really that. cool. Yeah. Uh, this one is called, uh, it's an iTunes review. It says, new favorite podcast by Kelly M. Red. Oh my gosh, these girls are absolutely hilarious and relatable. I've seriously never written a review before. I probably should start. But I love this podcast so much that I went straight to my computer to give them five stars. Every episode has me LOLing. <gasps> exclamation point i love it that's laughing Laugh out, out loud if you don't know <laughs> so. it should be elling ol yes is what <laughs> should it i mean i thank you so much for the review i, I don't want to be a dick about <laughs> this critiquing the review we have a new segment but. we just critique everybody's <laughs> reviews on itunes and uh <laughs> on our new segment uh you like us fuck you yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> elling ol it doesn't yeah. have the same ring really to cool. it but no. it is grammatically correct very nice i, I don't I don't know if I've read that one before. I don't think I have, but that was really sweet. That's that so sweet. One. Go yeah. follow in their footsteps. It really helps us. We want to be on the new and noteworthy page so bad on iTunes. Yeah. And Are we too old for that now? No. We're no, not. Because no, no. you know what I was wondering? If it if it's new and noteworthy, as in it has to be both new and noteworthy, or if it could be new podcasts and noteworthy podcasts. Oh. Oh, and okay. it could be either or. I think so. I think oh, it could be either or. Because I've right. seen some on there that have been around for a while, but they're noteworthy. So uh, I love it. I honestly don't even know what new and noteworthy is, but it sounds impressive. So like <laughs> I just I want to get us on there. Do you know what a computer is? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, Delaney. Delaney. I've heard of it. I've heard of them. There's the first. Oh, Delaney. <laughs> oh, the episode. There's always a few. I love that you don't know. I don't know. A lot I'm of technology. So no, dude. Poor Cam. He just puts up with so much like technological literacy in our household yeah. yeah like he just has to do all the stuff for me i don't yeah. know even what i didn't even know how to like play itunes properly and he had to help me with that he had to help me play link something iTunes? Play I, yeah like and he it's had not a, a video game. <laughs> you play oh like play songs he had iTunes? to help me the other day oh he had to help me load stuff from my phone to my computer like oh. pictures and stuff like oh, that okay. for me to clear things yeah and i was like can you just delete my cloud it's like no it doesn't work that way can you, you have just to delete my like, cloud he's like oh my god this is so awful i feel like i'm living with my mother oh <laughs> like, my god that's so, so sorry funny. dude <laughs> apparently you can't delete the cloud which is weird no it's the cloud delaney it's bigger than all of us 
<laughs> can you no delete the cloud? You can delete your presence from the cloud, I think. That's what I want to do because I keep getting updates about my cloud being full. I'm like, I don't even want my cloud. Can the cloud just fucking <gasps> go away? No, I don't want the cloud either. Yeah. I hate it. No one Get wants it out of here. I don't. Oh my God, dude. And I, okay, this is, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to. This is embarrassing because, okay, I've only sent Cam one like naked oh, photo of say. myself. Yes. This mm-hmm. was, only one? This Me was too. like eight months ago. Now I feel okay. bad for Cam for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was like, okay, I was like on the road for a week or something. And I just sent him like a mere titty pic, right? Yeah. And I have deleted that photo so many times and it keeps <gasps> reappearing somehow <gasps> in my phone and on my cloud. And I'm like, I was like, we need to delete the cloud because this photo is out there and it, it is haunting me. <laughs> it is haunting me. It's awful. Like, I wish I never took it, but that's been my problem with that the whole cloud. That could be a horror movie. It yeah. is. And it yeah. was like three boob drops. I'm like, oh my God, it's the only one that I ha- like, picture oh, no, that I have. Oh, no one even recognized. Yeah, it's fine. Who's that? No. Did you put your face <laughs> in it? Yeah. Uh, yes. It's oh in my, my god, Kelly Delaney. But it was just going to my boyfriend, so I'm no. like, oh, no, Delaney, oh, no. never. Okay. I, 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 oh, See, I don't know this stuff, oh, you guys. Delaney. That's why I need to delete my cloud because <laughs> it has it on there, and I don't know how to. D- I don't You've know how to work it. You've probably taken naked photos with like your degree in the background, yeah. <laughs> your driver's license, yeah, probably. You put your face I in know. it. Well, just, Everybody it knows. It was just no, him. no, no. See, this is the problem. It's not just to him. That's a problem. Even like what's going on with technology where it's like, I can't even be secretive about my titty pic. Have you not heard about every technology hack forever of all See, celebrities? Who wants to nudes? hack me? I'm not J-Law. You're you know? going to be. <laughs> you will be. Okay. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's pre-boob, you know, photo. So it's like, it's the only documentation I have of my little boobs. So it was kind of funny, like seeing it pop up again, like, oh, those, oh are, those used God. to be mine. But like, I don't want it out there so i don't know how he can help you're gonna me. take a nude picture <laughs> you take it in a neutral location like yes, a hotel, hotel room hotel, yes with no head in it right uh, no Kelsey? head and cover any like birthmarks, birthmarks moles oh, god man i'm sorry no mine's like full-on body oh. in the mirror shot where i'm doing like a weird face <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god i just had a i just pictured us 11 years from now putting out this social media fire when your when your titty picture goes viral and you have to apologize to everybody oh my gosh did you guys see the thing kevin hart apologizing on instagram what is it what does he say he like so i guess he cheated on that's the bug by the way there's a yeah i found that i found the bug and it like wants to live in our eyeballs (laughs) goes right for your eyes wants to lay eggs uh in our orifices um so i guess i only found this out because i went to the comedy store and the guys were like did you see what happened uh i guess kevin hart cheated and the girl he slept with it like got on tape and now i don't oh, know if it's that oh girl or God. someone close i'm assuming it's that girl it, like tried to extort him for money and he like basically came clean about it rather than paying because you know when he so but he put like an apology on instagram wow it's like oh, boy but we were Yikes. all talking about it at the store we were like but i mean if you're kevin hart like of course you're cheating on your wife like right yeah. like he just yeah. he, t- he uses a golden microphone like yeah <laughs> you think he's not having sex with other people right. like yeah i just feel like it's probably you'd think it's probably an agreement at that point when somebody's just like i don't know yeah 
that like, caliber and that and not that not that everybody famous cheats on their spouses but fucking a lot of them Robert do. Redford didn't. Out there. <laughs> Good That's old who my grandma always talks soul. about. <laughs> Robert Robbie. Redford reference on this. Good God, we just lost all our young listeners. Sorry, like, uh. <laughs> well, what what equivalent do we have? I know. We had Chris William Pratt, H. But that's Tom Hanks, William H. Oh, Macy, Tom, Tom Hanks, William H. Macy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good for him. And these are just assumptions I'm making about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks could be a real piece you know of shit, but I highly doubt he is it. Not. He that's collects typewriters. He's, a he's not oh, a piece right. of shit. He's the typewriter dude. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Oh my god. Well, this was a tangent. Um, you collect typewriters so you don't sleep with anybody else. Right. <laughs> and nobody wants that. to sleep with you no. if you collect typewriters. No. You're all set. Yeah. yeah. You're good. You're <laughs> safe. <laughs> You're safe. His wife that. must feel very secure. That Tom Papa joke where he's like, you don't want to marry a hot person. You want to look across the dinner table and be like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ill. Where are you gonna go? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so true. I think about that sometimes, just like you know, you have a crush on like a, an actor or something, and then you really think about it, and I'm like, oh, I would be, I would wake up crying every day. Yeah. Just like, yeah. what are, where are you going? Like, yeah. oh, you're on location in Iceland with so and so for oh, yeah. six months. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no way I would be able to no handle way. that emotionally and mentally. Tough. That'd be very tough. That being you said, John Krasinski, if you ever break up <laughs> with Emily Blunt. Uh, yeah. Please give me Emily Blunt's number. Um, <laughs> they're never going to break up, I hope. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, we're going to go to quotables now. I actually have two quotes Ooh. because I have a good quote, and then I have a quote that just straight up uh, I need I need some clarification on. Okay. You guys know that I love honest tea. You know that about me. <laughs> you know I love do. Ginger Oasis honest tea. Please sponsor us. And <laughs> I've been keeping the caps because, um, believe it or not, kind of hard to find ginger oasis it's it is an unsweetened ginger tea and it's it's the only one of its kind (laughs) that i'm aware of i would and if whole foods doesn't have it then you can't go anywhere else for it anyway first world problems (laughs) Uh, did you guys come here to hear a white woman get upset you're welcome about tea (laughs) the whitest woman drink ever oh wow so they have quotes under the cap. Uh, so this one says, it's by David Ben-Gurion, and it says, in order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. Uh, what? Does that make sense to anyone? I'll read it again. Yeah. In order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. That uh, is uh, irony. I don't know. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think it's I bold. Hate it. I hate I it. I want to throw it outside. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate it. It does not speak to me at all. Me no. either. I, it makes me mad because every time I read it, I don't. it doesn't do anything for me. And it actually upsets me because it makes no sense right. whatsoever. And I can't even get into it. Because realists explain away miracles by with facts. Yeah. Right? And data. So like this what makes is he no talking about? I think you should um I think you should contact Honesty and I'm going say to. A I hate this guy and B will you sponsor us with your ginger shit? Yeah, send me yeah, a like, full <laughs> case of ginger oasis tea <laughs> to make up for this lapse in judgment. Yeah. Quite frankly, because I've shown your brand nothing but loyalty, um and this is just garbage. 
Yeah, yeah agreed. That was me I think that's slamming the first the cap quote down. we've hated. That's the first quote we've hated. That is the I first thought one. We should, I thought we should uh, switch it up. Uh, <laughs> my next quote is one we do not hate, and I know that uh, because we talked about it in our group chat this week. Um, th- I looked it up. I, this is one of those ones I saw on Instagram attributed to no one and nothing. And when I Google it, it comes up as something Conor McGregor tweeted recently and has been attributed to Michael Phelps. Uh, Perfect. And then also a lot of t- unknowns. I don't think either of those men came up with this quote, <laughs> right. for the record. Probably I think not. this was probably a coach who is not famous enough yeah. to be credited. Wouldn't it be crazy it's if like, it was just do it or something? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I don't think One of these weeks we that. have to do just do it. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, that would be so much. This week, just do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wake up and smell the bun. Uh, what's that? So here's the quote. The quote is, winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. Boom. Boom. Yeah, that's a great. Ooh. That is so good and so true and very relevant to even just, I'm just going to throw it out there. As a as a podcast that is about self improvement, we have all gotten some like kind of hate yeah. via social media from other comedians people or just we like thought r- were cool with us, yeah, or just like yeah. random people, and it's like oh, I don't know, just like weird comments or weird you know a likes, passive aggressive, aggressive bullshit. Yes, yeah. yes. It's like, dude, we're just trying to do something that makes us happy and hopefully makes other people happy. Like, it's just ironic that you're hating something that is supposed to be about yeah. helping yeah. people. Yeah. Um, there's a great... I watch a makeup artist on YouTube constantly. His name is Manny, M-U-A. And at the start of every video, he goes, uh, if you guys don't like me, if you guys don't like this video, please don't fucking watch it. You know the drill with that. <laughs> he says it at the beginning of every video. And it's so true. It's the same with this. It's like, if you, like no one has you at gunpoint listening yeah. to this. Yeah. Or even looking at... If you don't want to see our post about it on social media then fucking unfollow us yeah <laughs> straight up i've gotten yeah. like not so many i don't want to blow this out of proportion but i've gotten enough to be noticeable and change my mood for a couple <laughs> hours mm-hmm. of like people i'm cool with and i've have no issues with at all and i think are nice people yeah. like making like weird passive aggressive comments that i then screenshot and send to you lady <laughs> uh, just like because i never want to feel like i'm overreacting because I can be kind of like, well, you're dead to me. Like, you know, <laughs> Taylor runs like, a little hot. Shut it down. Uh, <laughs> Taylor runs a little hot. We'd be like, okay, let's take a breath. Yeah, exactly. Come on back. Her. But when I said it to you guys and you're like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. So this was a weird thing to say. And I just, it just frustrates me because it's like, oh, you went out of your way to be a dick. Try like, to make somebody feel shitty yeah, for no like, reason. Why do that? And it's hard when it's like, people in comedy because there's always that thing of like oh you're just taking a joke too personally it's like no i know what a joke is and i know the people who know me well enough to make jokes about things like and it's fine and i'm not mad but when i don't know you very well and you say stuff i'm like okay clearly you're like an you're either annoyed by my posts you're i don't know upset we didn't ask you to be on it i don't i don't even know where it comes from but there's just this weird with really anything i don't know if you feel like this like when you put up like carson daily like when you were on carson daily last yeah. did you ever, ever like if you're like on the road with jim or anything yeah. like i'm sure you guys have had those comments where people say weird stuff especially you being on the road with jim i'm sure people say gross shit oh, lord yeah all yeah. the time and it's like you do just you don't have to show how bitter and sad you are. Like, right. That's Keep all it inside. Keep it inside. Read a self-help book. I don't like everything <laughs> yeah. you do, and I'm not yeah. commenting on it. Like, 
if it's someone weird. posts too much or something i don't care about i just unfollow them yeah you just like ignore yeah. it i don't know it's just like yeah you don't have to say anything i just feel like if they were just focusing more on their own stuff they wouldn't even be need, have like feeling the need to do this thing like yeah. if yeah. you're if you're not focusing on your own passion your own work you're gonna just yeah focus on what other people are doing right i just uh it's just a bummer i don't know people don't want you to be happy or successful in this business people really don't they want you to have like enough success but not like too much that it makes them feel bad i feel like i got like a weird comment from like a really good friend of mine after my conan set last week where he basically said like yeah the last couple times i'd seen you on stage you hadn't been doing this bad habit but then i watched your conan set and you were doing it again what bad habit like i don't know if i should talk but he doesn't listen it doesn't matter um he said like that i have a a certain voice i do when i'm doing a punchline and i was like you mean like everyone like, like a delivery like delivery um, yeah. and he said like he was like yeah i had watched you and i thought like you had like found a way to get better but <gasps> and i was like but then he was like but it was a great set like they loved you like you were a great set i just you know that was oh, something i noticed and we were talking about and i was like why would you yeah why would you even like for the why backhanded put it under compliment the, why yeah why put people under the microscope like that nobody asked him for yeah his, it was like, just hey, weird can you pinpoint something that you didn't like in my yeah, great right. set i'm like, sorry off. i watched conan watch taylor he was <laughs> laughing and not like polite laughs he was fucking laughing at that's you that's very nice so yeah well, and that's the no. thing it's like i at first i was like oh maybe they're right like maybe i gotta like figure this out. and then i was driving home and i was like would he like say that to like david tell like david tell no. has a punchline voice like yep by no, those standards like, uh, what do you yeah. think but is it i don't know because you know i value like friends of mine's opinion so i was like maybe i need to like vary it more like i'm not no. sure like i i don't know it was just a weird comment and it rubbed me like a weird way and i left feeling bad and i was just like you don't have to say that i want to hear no. who it was off the podcast yeah, yeah. i'll tell you off the oh, podcast i mean again you know friend of mine and i'm sure didn't mean anything boo to it. that person well, especially <laughs> when it's already done it's like yeah Fuck you yeah. man like yeah. don't taint the thing that is already completed like, right. right and he said it was a good set and like said Ugh. very nice things about it and that he was happy for me so i don't want to like you know totally throw him on the bus i'm sure it was just like a lapse in judgment of something it's just like you just don't need to say something like that no at that time that's just not the time to like, say it and we're already all like already full of like self-doubt and mm-hmm. unease yeah. at all times we got it times. covered yeah. pal <laughs> we got it we're already horrible to Kelsey ourselves yeah sorry i just yeah. when people do that shit to me i like get angry about it happen? oh so often or people give you advice did that yeah. happen when you went back to seattle at all like oh my god uh, i could literally just stand up right now and walk a lap because i'm so angry <laughs> thinking about it like people who have been doing it for like half the time mm-hmm. as me who are like maybe just starting to be a feature in the seattle scene i'd come off stage after headlining and they'd be like wouldn't even say good job or whatever they yeah. just come right up to me and go i have tags for you it's like uh i don't want them yeah <laughs> how about that yeah. how, how about that like are they skin tags I get d- out of my face <laughs> i gross d- human <laughs> and i think i mean again i don't want to like go down this long tangent but right, right, it right. happens a lot as a, a female comic that regardless of where you are at in uh in terms of time doing comedy or skill level 
dudes will often still look at you as like oh i they want my help i'm like i can help you no not unless i ask or not unless you're like a fucking huge person that i really value your opinion but like if you're an open micer like get the fuck out of here i don't you know what i mean like that's i just think that's so disrespectful and rude like yeah they would never go up to a male headliner they would not they and would be not. like hey bro i got tags like right you wouldn't do that no. it's because you think that like it's another way of like mansplaining it, but in yes, the comedy community yes. that, it, just, that's definitely what that ugh. felt like i just was like ew no like yeah yeah so mm. it's ugh, that makes me but mad. yeah but it, basically to you know bring it back around the the haters are gonna hate and like you're whatever <sighs> so you're true. doing out there that's, yeah whatever you're doing out there that's improving you and that you're enjoying what's making you happy there's gonna be somebody who's not happy who sees that who mm-hmm. might try to sabotage yeah. or shit on you and you have to just keep going because those people are what does julia cameron call them Sh- not shadow artists crazy but makers? crazy makers crazy whatever makers. The, blinders on the people bitches. yeah the people who are, who are <laughs> envious that you're doing something and they're not and they're mm-hmm. gonna kind of try to you know and they may not even realize they feel that way no i've definitely had moments where i like said something to a trusted friend where i was like why the did why are they doing this and that doesn't make sense or like i don't get that person like that's why it doesn't really bother me when i hear like secondhand accounts of people being like i don't really get why taylor's you know doing such and such or she's funny but she's like she's just fine like i'm like dude i get it like that's totally fair and thanks for not like saying it to my face like you tried to be subtle about it right. like we've all been there we've all talked some shit but like <laughs> you know we've all talk some shit point, <laughs> you should be self-aware enough to know that like and also i've heard that people talk shit about me and then those same people congratulate me on every milestone i reach Ew. like go out of their way oh. and every time they do i'm just like thanks yeah <laughs> i there. know what you did last summer <laughs> there are some murky yeah. waters out there guys but yes. you know when you're doing big things uh people people are gonna try to shoot you down you know what it is you just gotta yeah. just hate is gonna hate oh, like you said hate. so stupid it's yeah. worse uh and then but, yeah and i did conan last week and kelsey couldn't come because she was on the road being a badass yeah uh, thank and you. but i was available because <laughs> i'm here guys but delaney, <laughs> but delaney was here being a badass yeah. so she was able to come with me i was uh, so excited that i was able to be there it was she awesome was oh my god delaney took <laughs> so if you saw any pictures from conan delaney took all of them Aww. we got there i mean Good i got friend. my phone back and it was like she had sent she had taken pictures of like the empty room it's like <laughs> remember this oh, remember the green room it was so friend. nice was like fun. she was like you don't have to worry about any of this i'm gonna get pictures of you she was taking pictures of me watching the show like she just nailed it <laughs> it was so nice and it was such a like nice positive experience and so often i feel like you like try so hard to reach goals and it takes so long and then once you get them they're not what you hoped they'd be mm-hmm. and this was exactly what i hoped it would be Yay, even better it was such a nice day i wasn't too nervous uh i had you and my buddy dustin nickerson with me and it was just like it was just great yeah. it was just a great day it was super fun it was great very chill they had nice popcorn in the green room like <laughs> couldn't have asked for more yeah really it was couldn't have asked for more a very magical day it was really yeah. magical and we called kelsey right after and kelsey got to watch in her hotel room and i was i think people probably thought there was like a murderer being committed <laughs> in my room because like as soon as even just your name came across the screen, I, I was like <laughs> i was screaming the whole time i was like trying i felt like such a soccer mom i was like trying to like video and watch and then it would like cut out and i was like no okay i'm like watching and trying to record and like because it's live i couldn't miss a second it was so fun yeah, yeah. oh it was, it was great yeah so that was really
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Cool. Uh, I mean, Delaney, do you have a goals update? Oh, I do have a line? goals update. It's not exactly Conan, but it is something. <laughs> so I, I had this like sketch idea like over a year ago. I'm just like, I got to just film this at some point. And we've talked about resistance on, you know, the podcast before. And I just, I have a way of talking myself out of doing stuff before it even you know, gets on the paper. Yeah. And I just, I filmed like a cute little sketch with my dad. I just, and just to put on like YouTube and, you know, Facebook <laughs> and stuff. And it was just like, a, it was so short. It was like a minute long. There's a minute long version, like a 30 second version. And it was fun to actually do it. I, of course, when it was done, like the guys who did it for me are awesome. My, shout out to Michael Ornelas and Brian Lyles. They yeah, were so great. professional. Yeah. The equipment was great. The directing was great. They did it. They killed it. But of course, when I got the copy, of it i was like ripping myself apart like uh, yeah. oh god my skin looks horrible oh god my hair looks stupid oh my god i hate every line i'm saying like oh my god I, my lisp is so it's so apparent oh, in all of it like I still you know? never hear your lisp and it, and it so i was like going through all this and um and you know it was like mostly improvised so of course i was like thinking of better funnier lines i could have said right several days later that i was beating myself up about and then yeah. i like and I just like sent it to you guys like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm like beating myself up over this. Like, which one should I share? What do you guys think? And of course, you guys were super supportive. Um, but yeah, I just yeah, finally like, put like it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I just put it out there and it's just like a stepping stone. I feel like it was um, the war of art situation where yeah. the guy just sat down and wrote a bunch of bullshit at a typewriter and never did anything or used it. But like he knew that it was going to lead to other stuff. So now I have the courage to kind of go into more projects because i just completed something yeah yeah you know it's not like the greatest work of art um but it's just gonna keep kind of leading to hopefully i can just keep getting you know honing my skills yeah yeah so that was my goal it looks update. great what is it called Thanks. on youtube so people can oh it's called confession you can go to delaney fisher uh, on youtube it's on my facebook videos and i think i put it on instagram so it's on there if you've ever wondered what delaney's dad looks like <laughs> you are in for yeah. a treat <laughs> yeah oh my god so yeah, that was fun great. but i i uh, attribute doing that to you know all all the kind of work that we've been doing with all the the self-help stuff and meeting with you guys and the support system i have yeah so this yeah. is like so great i mean yeah i think we already talked about the west side show that we did together and we have yeah. more shows together coming up in the next couple Yay. months which we're so excited about but it's like this is such a nice warm motivating womb yeah, of, it is. of support and love and like we did we recorded a podcast last night and went to dinner and stuff and afterward i had a show and i just like did all crowd work and new material and i just went in feeling like like i'm good <laughs> i have Get i have my up. pillars yeah. intact like i feel supported and good so yeah. that's awesome really nice. yeah that was yeah. that was it nice mm -hmm. but you Kelsey, do you have a treat yourself this week yes um this is something that's been on my mind for 
like a couple years now at least um i joined a volleyball league here in los angeles so cool which uh took a lot of guts because i signed up as an individual Mm. um which is like scary it's like going to school on the first day in a new school or something like that like i'm gonna walk into that gym and not know anybody and be on a team with like that's so scary eight strangers (laughs) um yeah but I did that in Seattle when I first moved to Seattle. And then I ended up becoming such good friends with that group of people. And I ended up playing on that team with them for like three, four years in Seattle. Oh, cool. Um, and then I moved here. Uh, I did a league for a while. And people were like fucking asshole. Like people were just not oh, really? good people. And it wasn't fun. Uh, and so I did that for one season. And I stopped. And I haven't had like a legit sport to be playing other than foosball um, for like almost three years which mm-hmm. is hard for me sports have been this huge part of my whole life and so uh yeah i'm really excited for that i i really can't wait to go play that's, that's fun cool. yeah i'm so impressed really with you that's like that's my nightmare going <laughs> to going to a a sports situation <laughs> where i don't know anybody are yeah. you i don't know would you say that you're more introverted or extroverted you seem pretty pretty middle of the road if not extrovert leaning um i've definitely become more and more introverted where being a like you guys are kind of an exception to it but even if we're together for a long time when i go to the bathroom i feel like oh okay like i can finally breathe or something like Mm. you know what i mean it's weird if i'm around people for too long i get really tired and zapped Mm -hmm. yeah how an extrovert feels like they get energy by talking to people sometimes it takes it away from me and i feel kind of oh, like, interesting yeah so i'm definitely i prefer to be alone most of the time but um yeah but you're I'm, very good at being around people th- yeah i d- yeah. i wouldn't say i'm like socially awkward or incapable of doing what i'm doing like where i'm going and joining a team by myself i can do things like that but it's just on a day-to-day basis i like to be alone for most of the day if yeah. that makes sense yeah i used yeah. to think i was socially awkward and then i met a lot of people <laughs> who actually are and yeah. i was like oh i probably shouldn't say that i'm just uncomfortable i'm just anxious yeah i'm not you know i yeah. can i can shake hands you know yeah. without bursting into flame right yeah <laughs> at least on the outside yeah um, yeah that's um, uh so yeah I'm i love it that. i love that's it cool Oh, okay. So Let's should we jump into do it. our main course? Yes, main Very excited. Course. I really enjoyed this. This is such a good book. Uh, we're talking about The Defining Decade today mm-hmm. uh, and a by, subtext by Meg, by Meg J. J. PhD. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's on the book. The, the subtext of this book is why your 20s matter and how to make the most of them now. Uh, although I will say, even if you're not in your 20s, I recommend reading this book it is because great. Yeah. it's... I think important to read at any time um and shout out to bailey nelson who i went to college with and she was the person who initially kind of put this into our universe i know that you'd already read it taylor i had already Um, read it just by walking around barnes and noble and looking at like the self there was like a little stand that they had that said like self-transformation or like motivation or something and it was on here and i just found it nice Mm -hmm. yeah so she uh there's also a ted talk that the author of this book does if you're looking for just like a 10 minute kind of teaser for the book she did a great ted talk and um we just all loved this book so we got we got stuff to say oh about it. yeah yeah. Kick yeah it. so basically 
I, if I'll, I'll, I'll just start with a couple things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, she's saying, you know, all life-defining things happen by age 35 or before is yes. is, is the gist. Which and is terrifying. Yeah, right. which and, and it's like one of those things where, you know, we're trying to avoid the kind of uh, midlife crisis or what we feel are like mistakes that our parents made by settling down too early and maybe not following their maybe individual goals and stuff like that. But now we have a tendency to kind of do things too late because of it. So we're kind of overcompensating for that. Yes. Yeah. I'm kind of waiting. Oh, you know, I'll get married later and I'll have kids later and I don't have to worry about a career till I'm in my thirties and all of that. Yeah. So that's kind of the gist, but she's like, no, you, you should start that. And you should yeah. be, be thinking about that now. Yeah, you should be planting those seeds because those things don't happen overnight. A career doesn't happen overnight. Relationships, family, children, all that shit. It's like, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Do you agree with that? That eighty percent of life's most significant events happen by age thirty-five. Because I read that and I was like, you know what? If I weren't twenty-three, I might be pretty, pretty offended by that. If sure. I were like fifty and I had just like sold my first painting or something. Right. You know right. what I mean? I think she's probably referring to, you know, going to college, getting a degree, getting your first job, getting married, having kids. All that stuff usually happens by that point. But I think there's plenty of other stuff that happens after you're tw- 35. Oh, yeah. Totally. Of course. I so I don't know yeah. if that, I agree with that. You might be enjoying bite. the fruits of your labor after 35 is kind of how yeah. I took it. It's like, like you said, you're kind of planting all those seeds. And then, yeah, 35 and up, it's like all this work that you did before then you're kind of benefiting from yeah um but she also said like kind of you know you like your personality is pretty much set yeah you know like you're not going to change mentally anymore right which is kind of also you know anybody who has parents knows that (laughs) if you've ever tried to change how your parents feel about something (laughs) it's it's not going to happen just they're that's a good way to put it they've said they're finished yeah they're finished (laughs) if you want to agree with your parents that's important to you you better you better change who you are because they're done right Uh, yeah and i mean that's the whole point of the book is like your 20s we're treating them like this period of time that we're just allowed to like wander and be kind of flowy and free and do whatever you want and figure shit out and she said something in the beginning of the book that she was talking about one of her her clients one of the people that was coming to her for therapy um talking about how she was just working at this coffee shop because it was like cool and not corporate and it was just like what she felt like was good for at the time and she called it like the starbucks phase Phase. that a lot of people go through and i've definitely had times of that where i was like you know what sounds bless Bless you kelsey sorry (laughs) just like you know what would be amazing just like working at a working at a movie theater and like i wouldn't say the starbucks phase god bless you she's got allergies she's got allergies (laughs) she's powering through it um i i don't even know if i'd say the starbucks phase so much as like the indie movie phase (laughs) where like Uh, you think you're gonna meet michael Sarah in a parking lot and just like find out who you are (laughs) in one year of working at a coffee shop and then life's gonna work out like that's not really how life is you gotta like you know you gotta get out there you gotta do the work right and your 20s are the important time to do that and there are so many people who are just frittering them away because they think they have all the time in the world like, yeah, and yeah, you don't we're happen. all gonna die yeah it'll happen when it happens she yeah. talks about kind of uh getting a job that gets you identity capital yeah which i thought was interesting so like yeah you're not gonna be making a ton of money right away but what's gonna make you interesting to, to talk uh, talk to or in, a, in an interview basically right like what she mentioned like how she went in what did she do she like uh 
outward like bound outward, outward bound. bound yeah where she was like a, a camp counselor type of situation she was like or she giving was she was like doing giving supplies to wilderness kids. stuff yeah and then she was doing some some canoe trips like a retreat with like, yeah yeah like with like kids who were like felons like yes. it was <laughs> right yeah that's yeah. where you want to be with felons the woods <laughs> yeah exactly okay. no she's like anything <laughs> short of murder and i was like oh well that's great <laughs> well, perfect <laughs> yeah. yeah so you know she's not making six figures but it was something that made her interesting uh in an interview and everybody looked at that and said hey tell me about this experience nobody gives a shit about your gpa or what you studied in college they're looking at the extracurriculars and the interesting types of jobs that you've had up until you get that you know big job not that those aren't part of your identity capital right because basically she says it's a collection of personal assets and individual resources that you collect over time so like stuff you put on a resume but also stuff like you know how you speak and where you look and where you're from and how you carry yourself and it's just you know identity capital is just building up right who you are basically i feel like you guys have obviously you're a little bit older than me but i feel like you guys do a really good job of that i kind of talked to kelsey about this last week where i feel like you guys are like very fleshed out people with like a lot of different interests and like you know with the volleyball thing and like (laughs) sports and foosball and makeup and like yeah you know just every i feel like you guys are good at being balanced and knowing who you are and being comfortable with you are and i don't know if that's an accurate assumption please correct me if i'm wrong i I, I appreciate that i'm pretty well-rounded i guess yeah 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 Lots of different interests. Too many sometimes where it's overwhelming. Right. And I'm like, yeah. can I just focus on one thing and try to get really good at one thing? Yeah. Nope. My brain's like, no, you got to try this now. You got to try that. It's so funny. See, and I'm over here like, why do I only like one thing? Uh, why? So I need funny. to get back into rollerblading or something. <laughs> like, oh, I don't man. know. Do you feel like, Kelsey, when you read the identity capital thing, were you like, I have pretty good identity capital? Or was any part of you like, yeah. I got to beef up my identity capital? No, that, that was one area where I was like, oh, yeah, I... Because in general, before I went full-time with stand-up, the jobs that I got, if I interviewed for a job, I generally got it. Yeah. Because I would go in and my resume, I I had like a good resume, but I also just conversationally, Mm -hmm. as soon as you tell people that you're a professional foosball player, because also almost every office I went to had a foosball table. Nice. I mean, like, yeah, you walk in and there's like the fucking, you know, 20 year old college interns are playing foosball i'm like oh yeah i do that like competitively and then the boss is like what like show us something and then it's like <laughs> you're not gonna not get that job yeah. they think yeah. that's so cool <laughs> so to be yeah i think being well-rounded definitely makes you stand out beyond just a flat piece of paper that has your credentials yeah 100 percent right. Yeah. yeah it's so i don't know it's yeah. so funny to me like the identity capital that i've gathered is almost stuff that like I didn't think I was going to want to talk about or wouldn't be helpful. Like things like starting out in churches. People think that's so interesting. Yeah, that's yes. great. Because it's just different. Like all the stuff, like your identity capital, I feel like is made up of all the stuff that makes you interesting as an adult, but as a kid embarrassed you because anything that right. made you different made oh you my God, embarrassed. I was like, oh yeah. my God, he's a yo-yo man. Like, oh, oh <laughs> this is so embarrassing. And now I'm like, oh this yeah. is great like, yeah i need this yeah yeah it's so true it's so true yeah I, i've been on quite a few inter- interviews the past i don't know five 
eight years and nobody has asked me about um kind of college things or even like past jobs they go straight to like oh you were on the rowing team in college or oh you learned you how were to on the rowing team in i college? was which is so for a cool year. and it's like oh you learn how to amazing. you learn how to read write and speak punjabi what does that mean you know like oh all God. these like weird little things and that's exactly why i put those things on my resume because i'm like I, I, how am i going to stand out and, yeah. and look be different like yeah most people have gone to college and did okay like how how are you going to kind of stand out and be like you know there's other things going on here um and yeah it worked every time nobody was like how was uc santa barbara nobody gives a shit how uc santa no barbara was everyone knows yeah. it was a fucking blast it's on the <laughs> beach but like uh, you know they yeah they kind of look at the things that make you you know pop out make you unique and now i'm on the other end of that where i actually uh for my job i do a lot of like hiring and weeding out resumes and weeding oh, through resumes and now i'm on that end where i'm like yeah i'm not looking at all that stuff i'm really looking at like ooh, strange accomplishments or like maybe a really weird job that's like seems out of place to what they were doing yeah, before and right. that's what i asked them about in interviews right yeah but I don't, yeah that being said yeah don't they need all of the other stuff you don't care about oh sure just to get their foot in the door oh sure like yeah unfortunately yeah. you know we require them to have a college degree which i don't necessarily agree with but that's you know one of the requirements you know gpa doesn't really matter some kind of level of like uh, some kind of interest in the entertainment industry but right. all that other stuff is like yeah most people have had some kind of you know pa job or some kind right. of receptionist job but like you know this guy delivered food to homeless people for six months you know like oh i'm gonna talk about that i yeah. don't care about the other stuff right you know yeah that so it's interesting yeah so get some identity capital mm-hmm. yes i think that's really good advice yeah be well-rounded yeah if you yeah. can if you can try it's a good reminder yeah um, that was great i really loved the embracing weak ties yes stuff oh um yeah. which is the idea that uh you can, this is a quote from it, you can change in a day, or everything can change in a day, especially if you put yourself out there. I think there's a lot of opportunities that we just kind of are like, eh, no, I'm not even going to bother to, like, ask that person for that thing. If it's something that feels maybe they're too big or you don't know them well enough, but this book talks about that there's a huge percentage of opportunities that come from reaching out to those type of people rather than just staying comfortable, like staying yeah. only yeah. communicating to people that are your close friends or family. And yeah. uh, I realized that we started as weak ties. Yes, totally. Yeah. So weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We <laughs> kind of knew each other through things, but like, you know it was a little bit like well yeah let's reach out and see if we want to work together if we can make stuff happen and now it's turned into huge amazing opportunities and these great friendships um yeah my my comedy career is because of a weak tie Mm -hmm. because i reached out to jim norton when i didn't even know him yeah and like know him personally you know what i mean and that changed my whole life so when you told me that i hadn't heard that story of how you got started opening for jim until like two weeks ago and i was like that's amazing because it's so easy to just not message someone you asked him to be on your old podcast yeah right yeah just how easy would it have been to not do that i think about that all the time so crazy crazy. same thing happened with me with like i got a business card at a comedy festival from a college agent and didn't email her for like two months and then a friend of mine was like you should probably do that and i did and like then i did naca and that was how i was able to quit my job and 
start doing comedy full time. Like again, weak tie, right? Business card, right? Business, business card, card, yeah. Twitter mention. It doesn't get any weaker than that. Yeah, yeah. so crazy. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, you're probably gonna get that next opportunity from somebody that you don't really know very well. Your close friends are great support and everything, but right. you know, they're, they're it's probably limited what they can do for you. Yeah, right. they mostly just drag you down. and by the way if you're thinking to yourself right now in whatever career you're in or whatever endeavor you're trying to do and maybe there's somebody that you're like oh yeah they could help but i'm a little scared so she addresses that like why would big people agree to do something because it's good to be good it feels Feels good good to help there's a helper's high i've talked about it with the whole like shamelessly asking you guys as listeners to leave us itunes reviews because i'm like it feels good to help us (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it's true i mean i'd use an example of like a comedian who wanted to get her thing into a film festival and she just needed votes online and so i took a second to do it and it's like you do kind of selfishly feel good because yeah. you helped somebody. Right. So, yeah, the helper's high is a real chemical thing. Yeah. yeah. And we'll read it on this podcast. So we just yeah. literally <laughs> all we want to do is is make you feel good yeah. about helping us. Dude, I um, get this job because of a weak tie. Uh, really? Th- now that I think of it, I oh, was... Oh, that's crazy. Dude, I, okay, so funny. So... I work at a a studio and I was actually doing some audience like filler work on one of the TV shows here. It was one of my weird odd jobs when I was like, you know, really going hard with stand up. And uh, an acquaintance of mine walked by because he worked as uh, a a position on the show. He's like, what are you doing here? And I'm just like, I'm broke. So (laughs) that's what I'm up to. And he's like, yeah, just give me your resume. I'll put it in for this, you know, program I do. And I got maybe a call two weeks later, got the job and I've been here for like almost three years. That's crazy. And like, I've just kind of run into him a few times here and there, but like, we're not close or anything by any means, but yeah. And Dude, then life boom. is crazy. Like, crazy. That's but you could do that with almost anything too. Right. Like, how yeah. many people do you know that like met their soulmate on a night they didn't want to go out or? Something? Oh yeah. That stuff weirds me out. Like the thing that she said um, in the beginning of the book, she said that a, a colleague of hers says that twenty somethings are like airplanes leaving New York. The smallest change is the difference between landing in San Diego and Seattle. But once you're almost to San Diego, only like a huge detour is gonna oh, reroute you back to Seattle, uh, which is so terrifying and also true where it's like it's i mean the beginning of your 20s it's all laid out before you you can go any direction yeah but once you get to be you know 35 like just using the example of having kids for example we've all talked about it like oh yeah. if we have kids probably gonna wait until it's like almost dangerous yeah, yeah. once yeah. you get to that point it's like yeah. you know you gotta you gotta really think about the timing of stuff and, and appreciate the time you have to to make those detours yeah because oh, yeah you know one thing she said uh that really got me is like don't ask that question of if what what you would do if you won the lottery ask what would you do if you don't win the lottery oh that was like (laughs) shit that That is so good good. it's like hey what do you like to do that you can get through and work towards and have a decent life yeah i love that i like, love that too yeah i'm like yeah chances are not gonna win the lottery and not gonna be super like f- filthy rich yeah. ever yeah so, so you earn an income without wanting to kill yourself exactly and i like That's that so realistic good. approach yes like you know what i'm actually there already like i feel good about it already yeah. so i'm sure it'll only get better yeah yeah um but yeah i think that was a great question to ask yourself like yeah 
what what are we gonna do if you don't it's like what we it. had that question of like what would you do if you were gonna die or something yeah what was that was that the oh question yeah that's kind of like, like a lottery way. way yeah i like that phrasing so yeah. much better i yeah. think that you've got a week go <laughs> <laughs> i love how you guys are like i want to be on stage as much as possible i'm like i just want to sleep and take a nap with my family <laughs> yeah, I mean, realistically if you had a week like probably gonna tough. do a show or two but mostly <laughs> yeah you know you can't like See work on bits so you're probably gonna you know get some good food and have some good sex yeah. hug yeah. your mom and dad a couple times yeah, absolutely <laughs> let's be real let's be real absolutely um, uh am i jumping too far i had nope. to go to the bean and like stuff the big five. Oh, that was great I really like the big that. Okay, so in terms of relationships and being compatible with somebody, I think that that's this like constant thing that whether you're in a relationship or not, I think if you're in a relationship, you're like, am I truly compatible with this person in like the best ways? Am I overlooking anything that if we get married is going to be a huge Mm -hmm. issue? And then if you're single, I think you're trying to be like, okay, am I looking for the right things in a partner? You know, pros, cons, likes, dislikes, whatever. So she says that the most, some of the most important factors are called the big five. Um, And it's like types of personality and where you range on it. So it's openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Mm. So let's say for neuroticism, on the low end, um, it's somebody who's not easily bothered, secure, takes things at face value, emotionally resilient. And on the high end, tense, moody, anxious, sensitive, prone to sadness, worries a lot, quickly sees the negative. Oh, I. you e. said neuroticism. I yeah. think you said eroticism. Oh, no, I'm and sorry. I was like, Ooh, what? That's on okay, my list. Ahead. No, I know. <laughs> neuroticism. I was on board. I was like, that's very important. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's huge. Th- th- yeah, so it's talking about that you should go through that list and kind of see where you fall like high end or low end in these big five things and also where your partner falls and yeah. then that's where you can see where if there's some like really obvious things that don't line up um and uh basically where you rate on those things is how you experience the world and as a result how others experience you mm. yes and i found that to just hit hard especially with the neuroticism because that is like through the roof oh, i am yeah. so neurotic and kane is not mm. and that's where oh, oh, an area that we butt heads where i'm always criticizing and like putting things under the microscope oh interesting um and it says there's just a part that says neuroticism or the tendency to be anxious stressed critical and moody is far more predictive of relationship unhappiness than is personality dissimilarity wow yeah so like Very just that alone alone if you're being that way it's really hard to be successful with anybody right yeah. so that was a big kind of like oh okay it's good to be aware of that yeah yeah but yeah. That, that makes sense because when you you've dated that person we're like oh man they're so compatible on paper right Yet when i'm with them i just that something's not right right and i yeah. think this is where this falls in is like yeah you're you're handling things differently uh you're dealing with things differently but yeah like i've dated a guy who was like yeah everything was great he was attractive he had a good job all that stuff but like he was so like moody mm. about everything yeah and i'm like oh i can't do that yeah. yeah but somebody can like i think he's in a relationship somebody now it's like can. somebody exactly. can somebody can and they fit together and that's great i'm happy right. for him. but i was just like mm, like you know this isn't fit with me what a great way to break up with someone just lean across the table and put your hand on theirs and say <gasps> somebody can <laughs> <laughs> it's not me babe. <laughs> 
But I, somebody but can. But somebody. <laughs> oh, my God. That's and somebody. that's a good way to, if you're going through a tough breakup and you're thinking no one's ever going to love me, I'm too difficult to love, somebody can. Somebody, somebody can. can. It sounds like a Beatles song. It does. Somebody, somebody can. It sounds like a Beatles song can. for sure. Because, yeah, I mean, compatibility is, because she talks about how there should be like a class for finding somebody yes. who yeah. would be good for you, like a good partner, because that's like the most important decision you're going to make in college. Yes. Yeah, it should right. be taught in college as opposed to like, you know math like yeah. what's math no, I know. We have the internet. get rid of math <laughs> and have a spouse class yeah like, i thought that was so so true like because compatibility is so much more important than chemistry not that you don't need both but right. i feel like it's so much easier to have chemistry than compatibility totally right like isn't it because yeah. i've had the same situation my college boyfriend was like on paper i was like nailed it yeah like i got it everything yeah. on my god list <laughs> and then like you know wasn't right at all and there right. have been other guys that i had really good chemistry with but like compatibility wise it was like well this is never gonna work practically like right i can't i can't imagine us on christmas in 11 years like <laughs> right. with our kids like no that right. just will never happen right so i thought the the class thing was really interesting yeah yeah that was good one thing uh, i don't know if i could jump a little bit um one thing i did i felt like she was really at some points trying to say like kids are the most important thing and i feel like mm -hmm. she kind of put people down who didn't want kids in a way there's a couple okay. there's a couple parts where it was like she was very pro kids and yeah. it almost felt like if you don't have kids you're kind of wasting your time or your life a little bit so i want to say like be aware of that kind of in parts of the but book I feel like that yeah I, I don't know towards the end it was like oh if i would have known you know sooner i could have been spending all this time with my with my children you know I what i mean that's true um yeah but that it only it only struck me in a couple areas but everything else was great but i i did say like that was the only thing i kind of felt like oh but like there's so many people out there that are not gonna have kids and either don't want kids that are gonna do great things and yeah. value everything just as much right. you know what i mean or people who have kids and regret it right exactly so yeah, i was totally. like i i think that was kind of you know kind of talked about in the like the fertility section yeah um but All no right. other than that like everything else i fucking loved i loved the real like the real time um kind of advice that she was giving her clients that she was you know she was yeah. writing out like conversations between her and her her clients yeah. Oh, yeah that was so great because you could actually i mean i saw myself in so many of them Me too. when Me they too. were saying so, i mean yeah that so that was like remarkable to see that because a lot of our books that we've read up until this point have just been like i knew a guy once and he did this but like these were like word for word quotes on like what these young people were saying about their lives and i could put myself in their shoes yeah. and i was like fuck i need to get my shit together you know yeah. it was a great format and at it the end such of a great format. the chapter she'd be like i'm not seeing this person anymore but they wrote me and now this is where their lives are at yeah. and that was such a cool thing too to be like oh they took what they learned in therapy and now yes. they're doing this um i really loved it um I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. I just say I loved the uh, the situation with the the girl who they were engaged, I believe, and she was just really again. This is kind of with like the neurotic. Like she kept really emphasizing things he didn't do, but it was like, but are those actually important? Right? They were trivial. Mm. She was like, his parents send weird scrapbook things yeah. to us, and the therapist was like, so? is that <laughs> like is that really a deal breaker though yeah, and yeah. the girl asks her uh she asks the therapist how do i know if a relationship is hard because it's wrong or because it's real mm. and i'm like damn bitch yeah. like, <laughs> oh, 
that's I think such <laughs> a big thing because it's like none of us are professional relationshipers. Like you just go about your life and gain experience, and then you compare what you've got to other experiences, and you just like make a good guesstimate or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she, the therapist said, you'll never know with complete certainty. That's why marriage is a commitment, not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing to be reminded of too for uh, all y'all perfectionists out there. What's up? Hi. Oh, um, what's up? Hi. It's Queen not. Is here. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's never gonna be perfect. And she no. says, listen to what matters, not to every single thing that makes you dissatisfied or anxious. Right. right. So, well, she had a great example of when she gave birth to her first kid, yes, right? And she was I in labor that. for 72 hours, and her husband had been there with her. And um, I guess he was dismissed by one of the nurses, like, hey, go get yourself something to eat, whatever. And she couldn't eat anything because of whatever childbirth yeah. shit. And he comes back with, like, you know, pizza and a hot dog and whatever else. And she got really mad, like, get, the, get that fucking shit out of here. Like, yeah. I, I can't eat any of it, so what are you doing? And then, who was it, her aunt or her, her sister aunt, was yeah. like, well he's been awake with you you know yeah, th- all that the time bar too high. you're setting the bar too high yeah. yeah he's been awake that long and he got this fast food so he can come back up here and spend yeah. time with you yeah and he delivered flowers right after he was like dismissed you know what yeah. i mean so it's like you can think of in, in the moment you might be pissed off about something but you got to get the other side of the story totally yeah. Yeah. context context yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think women especially do that not to not to do the whole bitches be crazy thing, but <laughs> I, I feel like women are, are more prone to do that, where it's like you pick apart every little thing because you had this idea in your head yeah. of what the guy was supposed to do that day. Yeah. And if he veers off from it, you're mad at yourself for expecting more from him and you're mad at him for not being what you expected. Right. Yes. Which is well put. so unhealthy. Well right. put. But Whew. so easy right. to yes. do. Absolutely. Yeah. Or yeah, like the, the input from your friends who are also in relationships or who are not in relationships who might be saying, oh, he should be doing this and this yes. and he's not. But meanwhile, their own relationship, yeah, maybe that guy's doing those certain things, but he's also doing this bullshit on the side. Yeah. So, like, oh. you know, everybody yeah. got their thing. I talk about on stage, everybody's got a bag of shit. Yeah. Yep. Different got a bag sizes, of shit. different smells, different things in there, but no one is perfect. Right. Like, everybody's got one. Yeah, like, he might send you flowers on your birthday every year, but he's banging the nanny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, my guy might not send me flowers, but he's not banging. He's playing video games at home. Like, he's not <laughs> yeah. banging any nanny, right. you know? Yeah. So I don't know. There's I, I that input from friends was also kind of like yeah you know kind of reevaluate that also totally yeah. Um, I, uh, what did you guys think of the the chapter called on dating down? Oh, very interesting. Yeah. I didn't relate to that one very much because that has not been my experience in life. But right. I do know friends who have been through that and very sure relatable that. yeah okay. there's the girl she talks to her name's kathy uh <laughs> is she Kath. i really i mean i didn't i didn't totally relate to this in every way but i related to certain aspects of this like her thing saying like i feel like i just have to keep hooking up and seeing what sticks i know so many people who do that and feel that right. way who are just like not really being intentional about who they date right they're just like 
throwing yeah. shit at the wall. Yeah. Penis like, buffet. Yeah. <laughs> just hoping you're the one. Like, yeah. maybe we'll just see. Like, I know you have this not going for you or this, but let's just see what happens. It's like, right. you know, there's got to, you have to have some deal breakers in place, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And just know certain things that wouldn't be good for you or wouldn't work out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that you shouldn't be open to new experiences and new people, but you should know yourself well enough to know what's going to affect compatibility. But the thing she was talking about was, um, She's talking about she's talking about hooking up with a lot of people, which I have never really done and I don't do, but I was you should. going I know <laughs> I know Delaney's really gunning for We're that. trying to corrupt Taylor that while she's still young and single. Yeah. yeah. But I, I did go through, you know, three and a half years where I was in three consecutive relationships, one after the other, and got to a point where I was feeling like she talks about like, you know, people being attracted to her and like having sex is like the power to not feel unattractive and insecure and mm-hmm. it's like the power to feel special and you know the author asked her like if a man doesn't want you you feel unspecial and she said if someone doesn't want me i feel awful my confidence goes down if there isn't a guy in my life it's like a desert to me each person who wants me feels like an oasis like maybe this will be the last person to want me i feel like i have to drink it up i have to take whatever i can get if i don't find someone i view it as being rejected by everyone wow Which yeah. Oof, that that's a truth really, bomb. And mm-hmm. you know what? I read this towards the end of my second to last relationship. Oh. So it didn't even really uh, hit home to the point where I did something about it right away. But when I read it, I remember feeling really like, oh, you, you're getting to a point where you need the validation. And you're like addicted to the feeling of being in love. You're addicted to the, uh, the feeling of being special and feeling like somebody, if you feel like you, if there's not a guy that it's going to like go away forever. Cause right. like, you know, you uh. were like a loser in middle school or whatever. Like, it was just coming from that very insecure childish place of if there's not another one soon then what happens right next like i'm not it's never gonna happen for me again so i really related to that a lot yeah yeah, and like yeah we we all have i'm sure know people who yeah can just kind of date whoever's interested in them and don't stop to think about what they want in a partner yeah like you have to think about what you want and what you want to go after totally but it's interesting because when i was going through my phase um i i kind of like compartmentalized things i was like okay like i knew if a guy if i met somebody i was like this is just a hookup person and then i knew it's like oh this is somebody i could actually date so i had like two different categories for guys when i was like dating yeah um so i don't i don't it's interesting where you only feel like oh no this is i'm just gonna kind of see what happens because i would i would kind of you know justify something like well this guy's just It'll be a good weekend, and then this goes. Oh, this guy, I've got to treat this treat this guy differently because this is somebody yeah. I, would, I might actually want to date seriously. Mm, yeah. So I was able to kind of like differentiate between the yeah. people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad, or if I'm you know just. Yeah. No, I think that's people. normal. But yeah. Um. Poor Kathy. I hope she's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I know, right? Well, I'm doing I, better, so I'm sure Kathy's doing good. Because you know, again, I wasn't like sleeping well with people, and I was, I like loved all the people I was with. But y- you know, there is something to be said for like knowing your motivations for being in relationships and not being in the right place for it. It's something we've talked about before on the podcast. Right. But if you're not in the right place for it. It doesn't matter how much you like somebody like right. you're not in the place for it. And if right. they're supposed to be in your life, it'll happen. That's how I feel about it. We've talked about this before right. about how like, well, if it's the right person, you'll make it work. I 
actually want to amend what I said earlier. I don't even remember what episode it was. I think that if it's the right person, if it's not the right time for you, you're, you shouldn't have to make it work. It, the timing should work out later or something when, Mm. when it's a better time for you, it'll work out if you're supposed to be with that person. That's right. what I think. Yeah, sure. That, Don't just like, I think, force it because you're like, this is the right. one. I think it happens all the time that you hear stories about people, you know, dating and then years later getting back together or like even, yeah. you know, people getting married and divorced and then going back to their, you know, high yeah. school sweetheart. That stuff happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But, I said before, Kane and I met at a time where it was oh, yeah. like probably n- not the right time for us to like really be going full throttle the way we did, but. I can't change that. And we've learned a lot. This book has also made me, I used to kind of resent that I met him so young, but this book made me feel like, Oh, like, (laughs) yeah, good. (laughs) I've like been through a lot with him that if I hadn't met him yet, like that would have been harder. You know what I mean? Like I'm 28. Like I'm, it's good. I'm getting older. It's good that I have all of this shit with him that I've gone through. So it's nice. Yeah. That's great. What was the quote you wrote up right before we started recording? Because I feel like it's perfect. There's this one. It goes to this perfectly. Life can only be understood backward, but it must be lived forward. Damn, dude. Perfectly applicable. Crazy, right? Because you can feel like it's not the right time for something. Like when you met Kane, you're like, man, I'm not ready for this. I wanted to sow more oats. But now looking backward, you're like, oh, it it was a good time. Oh, yeah. Because it was the right person and it turned out to be great. Right. Exactly what was supposed to happen. And he said like, oh, he's been going through some of his own stuff. And he said to me like, I wish that we had met later or like now as I'm getting this stuff figured out as opposed to putting you through all of it. And it's like, yeah, that's a nice, you know, like idea of just like scraping the cream off the top. But it's, (laughs) but I also appreciate him so much more now to have like seen all of the things he's gone through and the work he's putting in. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. And you probably influence some of that too. Totally. I'm sure he feels that way. Yeah. 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 It's nice when you're growing with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. That means a lot. I do hate that you have to live life forward though. I'd really love it. (laughs) Because she kind of said, like, think about what you want. What's your kind of like the end game? Like, what do you want your life to look like and work backwards? Yeah. Well, I want a great career. I want to have kids. I want to get married, all those things. Okay. Well, if you're working backward, what kind of steps do you need to put? Bless you, Bless Kelsey. You. What kind of steps do you need to make to get to what you want? And are you doing that shit? You're just floating around uh, Starbucks or yeah, whatever right. she was saying. Are you just waiting for Zach Braff to float <laughs> into your life? <laughs> right. Yeah. And like take you to a funeral or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, oh, a nice, good, that's a garden state feel mm-hmm. to that for garden sure. Yep. The chapter that really struck me was the cohabitation effect. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was interesting because I, you know, I basically couples that live together before engagement has less success than those who get engaged and then move in together is basically the gist. And statistics are constantly changing. But there were some really good points made where a lot of couples move in together because convenience or financially it makes sense or all these things, which is basically what i've done with my boyfriend we moved yeah, in like here. seven months into being together oh, wow yeah um, we moved in two months <laughs> right yeah that was yeah. really yeah. close for yeah not, it was like hey idea. this is you know i'm here like what happens like oh I, you're with each other all the time anyway you keep yeah. leaving shit at your your place when you're at his place like it just you're makes spending sense two rents doesn't yeah. make sense yeah just like hey let's just you know do this but then people have different uh expectations of a live-in roommate or a live-in partner versus a fiance or husband 
So you're not holding mm. this person to the same expectations mm. as you would if you think like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then it kind of transitions into that eventually for most people when you've lived together with so long. Right. And then you're dealing with these these things that have always been there, but you're just kind of looking at it differently. Like, yeah, that was fine when you were just my roommate, but now you're going to be my fucking husband. So clean up your goddamn shorts, you know? Like, right. So I think that that was, you know, that was pretty good stuff in that yeah. chapter. It's such a good book. Again, this is one of those ones I cannot recommend enough for you guys to pick up. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic. this was great. Thank you again for uh, for the recommendation. Oh yeah, Bailey Nelson. If you yeah. want to pick up the Defining Decade, you can do so at selfhelplesspodcast.com and click on the Amazon banner because then uh, that way we get a little bit of the money you spent. It's oh, like a yeah. nickel, but it's something. So good. It's like a nickel, but you know what? Every nickel helps. Uh, if I had a nickel for every time someone used the Amazon link, <laughs> I would. That's terrible. You got three I'm, pennies. I am like uh. so sorry. Uh, so yeah, I mean to wrap up, your twenties are super important. Don't let this like, don't let this defining decade yeah. uh, move move past you That's quietly bad. and quickly. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think it's important and it's a great book and the the message in it is amazing. Just of you know, if you're young, you have to read it. That yeah, is. it's great. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. What does it say on the front? Any recent college grad college grad mired in a quarter life crisis or merely dazed by the freedom of post-collegiate existence should consider it a required reading which mm-hmm. i couldn't agree more i feel like it's like yeah you have to read this now it's good yeah, yeah. she ends it with uh, you're deciding your life right now yes, yes. so true <sighs> all right oh. well i think we have an advice question this week oh uh, yeah. yeah we sure do um, yeah this i'll pull it up uh, we got an email from carly She says, I'm 28 and I've been with my boyfriend a year and we just had the marriage kids talk. I know that I want both of those things and he's still unsure. What do I do and how long do I wait? Perfect for the defining (laughs) decade. Hit me in the gut. Uh, Do you feel like... I feel like you, because how long have you and Cam been together? We've been together a little over a year. Okay. Yeah, it was a year in August, so... And do you guys feel like you're on the same page with shit? Is that uh, I don't know that is this. Yeah, this is this question kind of hits home because we've kind of talked about it, like the marriage kid thing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because before I started dating him, I was kind of unsure. I was kind of I really didn't think I wanted kids ever. Yeah. And the marriage thing, I was like, yeah, I could probably see myself being married, but like I don't know when or whatever. And then, you know, after being with him and 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 you know, feeling so good about it, I'm yeah. like, you know, I could probably see myself doing both of those things. Yeah. And like at what age would that would I want that to happen? Right. Um so I did bring it up like, hey, just so you know, I know before we started dating, I was kind of one way, but I think I'm kind kind of changing my mind and i think it's important for you to be aware of that yeah you need to know like what the person you're dating is thinking um and he was kind of like you know i'm I'm not really sure about either one of those again he's younger than me so i'm you know not shocked by this at all yeah how much Um, younger is he just a year younger but But like a year in your 20s especially because like i i went from dating people in their 30s to dating somebody a year younger than me and like it's fine there's pros and cons to both things trust totally. me um but this is the first time i've been with somebody who wasn't 100 percent sure about those things like mm. if anything like my ex-boyfriends have been like I'll locking you, you down i want you to be the mother of my children will you, you like marry me in, in two years you know yeah. and i'm like okay well, let's calm down sir um yeah. but 
So we're kind of in that thing. I'm kind of in the, the same boat as this girl because I feel like I do want those things. Yeah. And um, women have to think about kids uh, yeah. differently than men do uh, because anything past 35 is high risk. And yeah. I would definitely want that before. Yeah. Um, even if I'm not prepared or mentally prepared for it, I, biologically, I would want oh that gosh, to happen. Oh my gosh, that's so soon. Which that's so sucks. weird to think of It's that. freaky. And weird then if, to think you know, about you having kids in the next, like, eight years. Yeah, ooh. Like, that's ter- terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't want the high-risk pregnancy. So, yeah. like, if I do want kids, I need to figure that out. And it's one of those things where, like, I probably won't bring it up again until I feel like more ready. Mm -hmm. And then if he's really not on board, I guess it has to end, which is awful to think about. Uh, But then again, but then again, if it ends and you try to go find somebody who wants marriage and kids and you don't feel any connection to that person, that sucks too, right? I wouldn't do that either. There's so many people. Right. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like a heart. I, (laughs) I think you and Cam are amazing, but um, you know, like I know so many people who have had relationships and because of something like that where someone wanted kids and the other person didn't or wasn't sure yet and then yeah. years later they became sure and that person had gone off and found someone who wanted it then and like right as as much as compatibility is a factor so is timing as much as that sucks like yeah sometimes i mean my dad was dating a girl for a few years in college and then like after they broke up a year later i think he met my mom and it was just like yeah it's just a year sometimes sometimes the timing just isn't there it could have been that person like yeah you never know you just never ever know and you never know how much people's um opinions and preferences are going to change like he's a year younger than you you just came around right to wanting those things in the last year yeah so maybe in the next year he comes around no like his frontal malleable I'm, yeah. so, I'm such like a project person where I'm like, I got this. Like, you're fucking changing. Don't worry. But also, like, his frontal lobe isn't done yet. Oh, yeah. It's you're still, that bread's still rising. Yeah. Like, I think it's fine. So I also, I, yeah. I know of an, an actual couple um, who are uh, friends of mine. Uh-huh. No, I'm joking. No, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean like this isn't just like um, right. a random thing. Like, I, I right. do know these people who. Uh, same exact situation where the girl was like i want to get married i want to have kids and he was like never gonna happen right but like loved her was living together like actively committed to each other as a couple but he just was like i don't want either of those things right and she just i think slowly wore him down Ah! and now they are married uh seemed very happily married and i think they're planning on having kids so i'm just saying like yeah I i think it's pretty typical for dudes to sometimes be like uh, i don't right. know if i'm yeah. ready or whatever but uh it's just cam loves you so much <laughs> and i don't sweet. think it's uh, i fucking i see the way he is with you and like that genuine just like mm, like that love <laughs> i don't think that there's any part of him that's like i just don't know if it's her that i it's right. i think he's just still young and yeah. thinks like i is that something i believe in do i believe in marriage do i want children right which i think is totally normal totally normal right and like acceptable for him to not 100 percent know that but right. i get that you're like what do i do but i need to well, know yeah kind of like and what carly, carly is yeah. like how long do you wait because yeah like i'm i'm not ready soon you know i'm not ready soon so like i'm okay with waiting yeah. and stuff but like at one point at some point i kind of have to figure it out and it's what point yeah. i think you'll probably know the point is what my advice would be to you carly is you, you will probably 
an opportunity will present itself or you'll just kind of know like i need to do this right like now or yeah like shit or get off the pot dude figure right. it out um did cam say he does not want kids or he's not sure he said he's not really sure like that's the thing he uh, doesn't so have really, he doesn't so really malleable. have like a definitive <laughs> answer he says he does he sometimes it's, he's like i don't think so and sometimes he's not sure and then sometimes he'll make comments like oh my kid's not gonna do that he's gonna play this he's gonna oh. play baseball so it's the like, lava. Yeah, he's no, really it's all over the fucking charts yeah. with it and so i can't even he could land anywhere yeah like yeah like i don't really know but i've also like you know what? i'm really not gonna bring it up until i really feel like i need to make a decision in the next yeah. year or so yeah. and so i'm not gonna bring it up until i feel like it's urgent well and that's the hard part too but is like is you urgent? can't wait until the year you want to have kids because you if they say no you have to find someone else right so it's like you almost got to wait until it's a few years before that right and then it's go tough. out and start interviewing because then it's like there's no guarantee that you're going to meet somebody that you want to have kids with no there isn't it's so, all yeah. a gamble it's just like do you like oh freeze those eggs carly <laughs> carly That's yeah but, and Carly, Maybe. I think you have to ask yourself too: Is this guy like? Do you feel like he is just not fully in that relationship with you, or is just marriage in general is something that freaks him out? Because right. if you feel like he's just not fully in, then that's probably an issue. But I just I don't know. It that's is so hard, hard to argue against marriage. I feel like when guys are like, "I'm super committed to you. I'm never gonna leave you." So then why so don't you just okay. marry me? I know, and it's yeah. like because I don't believe in the institution. It's like, well, why not though? Is it because you're gonna leave me and you don't want me to take your stuff? Like what? <laughs> right. I feel like it's so it's such a hard argument for right. dudes to make. Yeah, uh, and even girls like when girls are like, "I don't ever want to get married." It's like, okay, well, do you love me? And then you have to you either have to be so honest and be like, "Look, I don't know if this is ever gonna work out." and i don't want to put that on you right you know what i mean yeah you know what i've heard of i think i, I won't say who i know that did this because maybe they don't want people to know but i know of a couple who had an actual wedding and everything they just never signed the papers my oh, best my best yeah, friend that happens a lot i feel like my I best really friend like and her boyfriend we were talking about it last week they're probably gonna do that yeah. i like that they're that makes me party. feel so much that like, is very interesting because kane I, like it's so i feel weird calling him my boyfriend still i'm like yeah he's yeah. like my husband that. to me yeah. and i would love to like be married like say like i'm married and have a ring and that's my husband like i yeah. feel that level of like i want that but you don't want the him. paperwork i get a little scared with like legal shit really also kane and i have separate bank accounts and i've never saw i've never seen myself wanting to have like well you don't have to a yeah, bank have yeah. To. yeah i just i guess i feel like when you get married that's that's sort of like legal all that shit like that's supposed to happen mm -hmm. but i'm just such a control freak like i don't want anybody spending my money like i want prenup like, yeah that's true too that's honestly that's, yeah, yeah i think that's, that's a great uh compromise totally for people yeah. who are afraid of marriage yeah. and they're like well i want the commitment part and you're afraid i'm gonna leave you and take all your stuff right prenup yeah right. great compromise Always also prenup. i do want the paperwork paperwork doesn't freak me out uh <laughs> i want that i want something in writing i want to know that you are confident enough that you will sign papers in front of witnesses <laughs> oh that's funny yeah i really do feel that way yeah i feel like we have such full like commitment to each other i'm not worried about that i just 
I don't know, I guess there's still this like cynic in me that's like, what if in 15 years we're not right for each other anymore? And like, that's okay. Like sometimes that happens. Yeah. Right. But then, then you like, look at the prenup. Yeah. Okay. Right. You, know, you don't get any of my money. <laughs> I just, yeah, all the legal stuff is just scary. But I guess but that, that all changes thing. when you have kids too. But then you put that in the prenup too. You go, if we have twins, each of us gets a twin. Right. We never send them to the same camp <laughs> with photos of uh-huh. us ever. Parent trap this shit. Yeah. Thank you so um, much. I honestly, Honestly, like the whole marriage thing, I really, as far as like the wedding and stuff goes, I just want a day where all the people I love are in the same place. Yeah. Because when Me you too. think, when you think about that, that's such a special thing that really won't happen until your Ever. funeral. Yep. Yeah. Your and wedding you and your funeral. There. And you won't be there. <laughs> and like that is like, that is like, that's why I want a wedding. I don't give a shit about the decorations or the, I don't care what people are wearing, but like just having all that love in one yeah. day, that is magical yeah uh the and like yeah the ring will be cool and nice and that's cool but i mean yeah that and then yeah i feel like not much will change in the relationship you're just going to kind of keep doing what already you're doing and what works and so if it's working why not what am i yeah oh go ahead i was just gonna say i want the paper signed because i feel like the thing that will change is that i will feel safe to say the horrible horrific things i want to say in a fight (laughs) Uh, and there'll oh be my some, God. there'll be oh some legal oh documentation. You're Look, scary. Here's, okay. Here's, that's a joke, but also sort of serious. So here's the thing, because I feel like, even for me, I feel like it's real easy to crap out of stuff if there's no ramifications. And you know what? Moving a couch isn't a severe enough ramification for me. I need mm. some legal promise that i made (laughs) that i think is gonna get me just to the next day when i'm like i want to get out of here and just like well but that's a lot of paperwork i gotta find a lawyer and i gotta google some law firms and it's like i'll just go to sleep and see how i feel in the morning and the next morning i'm like i'll stay married like i think it'll help me stay married you want the obstacles in place and i want him to be able to say something horrible to me and me go i'm divorcing you and then the next day i'm like nah it's too much paperwork it's too much (laughs) my mom has always said that that marriage she felt for her and my dad uh that when they that like fights became very different when they became married because it was just like well we're married so like let's just be done with this fight because it's not going to end us or whatever you know i mean like they did eventually get divorced 10 years later but like 10 years is a long time to be married or whatever and she said that that did significantly change just how like the day-to-day bickers you know it just was like Okay, well, whatever. It's done. Yeah. We're married. Like, we're yeah. not going to break up over this or whatever. Yeah, what's right. the point? Well, yeah. yeah, one of my good friends is actually in a position right now where she's been with her boyfriend five years. They live together. Great couple. You would see them and be like, well, yeah, why aren't they, like, engaged yet? What's going right. on? Her, like, engagement, having the ring, having that commitment is so important to her. And, like, I guess he's just, like, kind of going to do it on his own time, but she doesn't have a timeline. She has no That's idea. So and it's also like, okay, Maybe you don't give a shit about a ring or an engagement or whatever, but like it's almost like bringing that love language back. When yeah. you know it's important to her and it's going to make her feel safe and secure and happy, why not just do it? If you don't care that much and she does, yeah. why don't you just do make it? Her happy. Like yeah. if her it, like think of her love language being a gift mm-hmm. that day and hey this is the same you know, giving her that gift it's the same love you feel when she cooks you dinner. Right. Fucking just 
why not? Like and you give him the gift of a prenup back. It's yeah. compromise. That's right. the thing. It's like eventually it's like, well, who cares if you think it's stupid? Maybe she doesn't think it's stupid. Yeah. Right. And that should be enough for you to like, hey, I want to make her happy. I'm on. I'm going to be with her anyway. Right. Just fucking do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And same thing goes for a woman who doesn't believe in marriage, but like her man really wants a, the marriage or her, you know, whatever. Not just men and women, gay couples too, all that. But like just if the if it's important why why not yeah yeah so i think we fixed it you're welcome carly Carly, yeah that's that's a tough one let (laughs) us know that's a lot of advice that came out all over the place let's know how it goes that's that's tough let us know who you listen to yeah Uh, (laughs) i think we all get to the same place does anyone have any hashtag goals this week before we before we say good night I'm just still chipping away at my my late night. That's still my my big goal Which right is now. Which so yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. It's there. Thank you. It's there. Thank you. Yeah. It's there. It's so good. Taylor, you have any goals? Um, I as far as goals update besides the Conan thing, I wrote like six minutes of new jokes this week that have been working. Yeah. I feel like I write like seven minutes every four months. That's great. I'm the same. I get right? like a vomit. And yeah. then I like collect it and make it a thing, and then I don't, and then nothing blooms again. Then it's I work on it for soil. three months, yeah. going, "This is a new bit," and it's been a new bit for three months. Right. And then there's a month where you're like, "I'm garbage, and I'll never write anything again." Yes. Uh, so that's fun. I'm in a nice. I get to do a show after this. I'm gonna go try it. Yay. Um, it's such a good time. Uh, so beyond that, just and you know what? It was because I just sat down for two hours and I forced myself to write at a coffee shop, and it was super helpful. Not that that's always helpful, but. Just make yourself do it every day, Taylor. Like, you stupid garbage person. (laughs) Uh, And then the other thing is I got sick for a week and was on the road before that. So I didn't go to the gym for, like, a week and a half, which is, like, kind of a long time. I Last time I didn't go to the gym for that long, it was, like... I was in Europe for two weeks and I also didn't do stand up, and I felt real wonky afterward. So I'm just getting back into that now. And uh, so that's my my goal coming up is because it's hard when you stop. Oh for my a God. while, I've been dreading going Dude. back to hot yoga. I haven't it's like hard to make yourself go back, right? I yeah, haven't brutal. started. <laughs> I don't need to go. You demon uh, finger. Fuck you, <laughs> finger demon body. Finger. <laughs> finger body. It's funny because I've now tried to add that in one of my one of my bits. Call myself an index finger. Yeah. Anyway, um, I want like, a T-shirt and it's a, a middle finger, and on the tip of the middle finger my is head? you going like, "Oops, <laughs> oops, I had another oh bagel." God. It doesn't That's matter because so I look the same. <laughs> Which brings with my goal i really want to try to eat healthy because uh, i don't every do, time I but you know what <laughs> this book kind of got through to me because at one point she's talking about how like look like you think you think about living in the moment and it's like i'm just gonna enjoy my 20 20s and have that donut and have that cigarette and party until 3 a.m and then it's like who cares what happens later on but then when you get there, you're probably still enjoying life just as much as you are right now. Yeah. And you wish that your younger self would have taken care of yourself. And I never thought about it that way because mm. my I've always been thinking like, no, I'm gonna fucking eat these cheeseburgers and not give a shit because yeah. I love eating. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. End no, of story. Yeah. No afterthought. But <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, I'll probably I'll probably love my life in my 30s too, and my oh. 40s, and my 50s. I need to take care, so I need to take care of myself. That's you guys, a really good point. Yeah, I'm gonna take care of myself, oh. and I really need to. I really need to fucking reel it in because <laughs> yeah. it's been it's been not good. Uh, so I'm gonna. I started today. I did. I did fail because I had some free cookies in in my <laughs> office. But well, who's I'm gonna, gonna, say gonna no start to free again cookies. tomorrow. I did have a healthy-ish lunch, so I'm I'm getting there. What's healthy-ish mean? I had chicken and pot roast and vegetables and some salad. 
That's also right. healthy. That's right. very healthy. Yeah. yeah Delaney's so unhealthy she doesn't even know what healthy is. <laughs> Confidently healthy. Take a nude uh, selfie so with yeah. her face. Oh, <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank Again, you. go to our I- Amazon link uh, and get the defining decade. We all really love it. Uh, go to iTunes, leave a five star review, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, send us emails if you want to, selfhelplesspodcast at gmail.com and find us all on social media. That would be great. We love you guys so much. Love, love you. Bye bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be.